0: Hello and welcome back to the Harvard Hoops Podcast. This is episode forty-nine. I'm your host Liam Horsley, and I'm joined for a second time this week by Ben Jones. How you doing, mate?
1: Yes, yeah, very good. It's like good old times. Back in a lockdown, twice a week. Here we go. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that is very much like how we started. Um, kind of a year on, still being locked down, still doing uh, NBA podcast with games being called off. Seems a bit weird, but that's the world we live in. I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, we just. <laughs> roll with the punches. At least we're getting some basketball still, and nobody's sort of getting really ill from it or anything.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, And this week we've got, on Monday, it's Martin Luther King Day in the States, so we've got some really um, UK-friendly basketball times again, which is nice because it's their public holiday, so we've got a good couple of days of basketball ahead of us. Uh, We've had a good week of basketball as well. More games called off than the last couple of podcasts we've done, but still some really good games and some good team performances for us to to get stuck into uh we've had a good kind of um feedback from our james Harden trade that we, we covered it in good uh, in good detail from all areas and spoke about the calves and paces quite well um compared to most pods, which was nice to hear uh Have you kind of settled down a little bit now after that huge news and got back into the games, or are you still kind of reeling from that big trade?
1: I'm just still waiting to see how it all goes and and <laughs> I want to see him take to the court and get a couple of games under his belt, see if Kyrie comes back. There's still so much up in the air about it. Um, I know the, the Cavs have played already, but neither of the new additions have played yet. Um, but Drummond put a marker down. He knows a new centres in his backyard. So, yes, the, um,
0: famous, the famous Drummond. has he's actually becoming a podcast hero at the moment.
1: We talk yes. Like a lot. I like it. Big line, 33 and 23 with three blocks. How many dribble handoffs? Zero
0: or... <laughs> Think
1: M- you egg, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we love a bit of Drummond. He might come up in a segment in a minute, actually. Um, in terms of James Harden as well, uh, the Nets have kind of said that he'll play and start with the team as soon as he's allowed to. The, the, the league trade still has to be finalised with league office. And I think there's some COVID protocols they've got to double check over because you have to fly from one team to the other. So maybe we'll see him on Monday against... I think I think they're playing Monday, I think, or Tuesday against the Bucks. And Maybe we'll see him in that game, but I'm sure we'll see him on the court soon. Before we move on to our usual segments, um, I wanted to ask you a question, actually, on the line of trades. Who do you think could be the next star to be traded? I know we've spoken about a couple of players over the last week or two, but if you had to pick one player out, who, who would your kind of star man be that you think could move this
1: season? It's got to be Bradley Beal, hasn't it? Look at the team he's on at the moment. Absolute <laughs> Bonfire a team. And it has been the past couple of years. He has been massively underrated because of the franchise that he's with and their constant losing record. And I think he's got to get out of there, even if he's requested it. The Wizards don't want to trade him because he is an incredible player. Of course they don't. But they're going to have to, I think, to keep him happy. Otherwise, they're just going to lose him for nothing when his contract's up. And if he
0: is set to be traded at some point this season uh, or or next off-season, what sort of package... First question, what sort of package do you think and what sort of teams would be interested? Do you think it would get to eight picks like Harden or is he a step below that with his pedigree and maybe Uh, uh, they would get him for a little bit less?
1: I I can see six picks going, I think. Maybe not quite eight. Um, Every team's going to put in an offer for him, even the Nets. I think they'd probably (laughs) offer... The rest of their roster for him, and just play with four players. <laughs> but uh, if I'm looking realistically, I feel like it's going to be a team that's almost there, but needs something to sort of just push them over the edge. So your sort of your fringe teams, the ones that I'm looking at were the Heat, maybe the Nuggets, maybe the Jazz. Yeah. Um, those kind of teams that are almost there, sort of fifth place. In their conference and giving teams a real good go, but can't quite get over the top.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're, they're good all good options. I think the Nuggets especially um, are a team that I can really see making a move like that. Uh, I'd say the Mavs are probably up there as well, and it wouldn't shock me if the Warriors tried to give it a go. But uh, I know the Mavs have got that cap space; so they're saving for Giannis for next season. And they're going to try and fill someone with that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see uh, another player for me, because I didn't want to give the same answer as you I was toying between two, I was toying between Mr Drummond, because I think now Alan's arrived, we spoke about it in the previous podcast, didn't we, that we think Drummond could be moved on, uh, and there's teams like the Mavs, like the Warriors, that have all been rumoured because they need a centre uh, but I'm not sure about him, I think he gets paid a lot of money, and then he's a free agent so it could be a bit of a, a, bit of a tricky one so I decided to go with Zach Levine from the Bulls another team right. uh, Yeah, they're struggling a bit. He's a high scorer. He's played a lot of minutes on bad teams. And I think he's the sort of perfect third option for a good team. I think a team like the 76ers, a team like the Mavs, a team like the Nuggets I had written down, same as you, a team like the Heat, if they want to get that extra star, who's not quite the level of a Beard or a Harden, but you want to pair him with two other stars and not lose someone. I think that even though he's on a huge deal, you'll have to match the salary. I think he's the sort of player... um, sort of player that we could see move. And I think they're the sort of team that could move him because he's not quite B or level. So the fan base aren't going to go completely nuts, but if you can get loads of picks for someone who's never really going to probably be a number one on a team, I think it could help the Bulls long-term and I think it could help Zach Levine's career. So that's the sort of player I see moving. Any thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I like that. I think the only thing that would trip this trade up is Zach Levine being the third option. I think yeah. he secretly loves being number one option on the ball team, and when it goes somewhere else, his ego is going to have to deflate quite quickly and quite big, quite quite a lot, because I was going to say bigly, but that's not a word. But, um,
0: <laughs> you should have said it. I've said worse words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that's realistically where he's at. Maybe I will push a second option, but he's not your franchise player, is he and I, but at the moment. I feel like he is. I wonder if he'll be able to adjust.
0: Well, he's third in the league in the moment in total field goals, sixth in the league in total field goals attempt, third in the league in total three points attempt. Uh, it's safe to say, he likes to shoot a lot. <laughs> by the way, your your mate, Mister LeBron James, leads the league in field goals and field goals attempted, which surprised me. But that's it's, I was shocked by that. I thought a bit more facilitator. He hasn't had many thirty-five plus point nights, but consistently getting them shots up.
1: Yeah going to Go get them shot. It does surprise me, me bad, to be fair. <laughs> it does, yeah, it surprises me as well.
0: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Zach's up there, but yeah, they are two players no, that, that I think we could see moved on. There are also two players that might break into a an Eastern Conference all-star team that maybe in the next couple of weeks or so will start looking at that sort of side of things. But, Let's move on then from the hardened trade and some future trades and go on to our our weekly segment of winners and losers. We're going to do three winners, three losers each. Uh, And as always, mate, I'd like you to start us off. So why don't we go on a positive note and start with your first winner?
1: I feel like we need a theme tune for this. Winners and losers. I don't know. There we go. Something
0: like that. There's there's the theme tune, sort of. Uh,
1: My first winner, it's probably... Maybe a bit too mainstream for most people, but it's the Lakers. We haven't talked about them in a while. You've just mentioned his name, and there's a big highlight we need to talk about. And that yeah,
0: is, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen this highlight. Before. How have you not it seen this? It? Nice.
1: It's incredible. This three, a little pump fake, defense oh, no, goes at him. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Ah, there you go. Hits the three, turns around, looking at the bench as it's in the air and uh the bench go crazy and he runs off and does his thing uh also a huge block by Anthony Davis when they're playing the Rockets and he just stares down I can't remember who it was that went for the shot and he just stares down at him like why did you even try that who do you think you are do you not know who I am it's but a really good series of games for them they're playing really really well at the moment playing really efficiently so their first game this week uh from Sunday. They won 120 to 102 over the Rockets on Sunday. Um, they won against the Rockets again, 117 to 100. And then they played uh, OKC and won 128 to 99. So they've been dispatching teams pretty handily this week. Yeah,
0: they were first on my list as well, actually. Um, I, the only thing differently I've written down was that. In General, they're on the longest winning streak in the league, which is something I like to look at just because it shows really good form. Um, yes, they haven't had the easiest run, the hardest run of game, sorry, like you just said, them, but you can only beat what's in front of you in the NBA. And a lot of these good teams do have those nights where a smaller team will just come and beat them due to lack of effort, really. Um, lack of focus, but that doesn't happen really with this Lakers team, which I think is a big positive. Uh, they sit top of the West as expected 11 and 3. Um, they had a bit of a slow start didn't they they were like, middling of the West for the first like, 10 days and now I think the West is really rounding out into some sort of shape at least, the East is still a little bit nuts but the West <laughs> I think is kind of, kind of rounding out a bit and you've got Lakers and Clippers 1-2 in there at the moment and I think the, the Lakers have probably been the best team the, the last probably two weeks um, and I don't see that changing I think we both had the number one seed didn't we, in the West and I think they'll just go from strength to strength and, and take it to the playoffs and, and
1: roll from there What's impressed me the most about them, though, is the team basketball they're managing to play. And I think that's why they were middling at the start. They're still trying to get used to this roster and the way they're playing and who's getting what yeah. minutes, who's getting what shots. Um, you're looking at the team. Last game, for example, you've got five, six players in double figures. Shrewd of 14. LeBron, with 26. Davis, with 18. Contavious Caldwell, Pope 10. Montrezl, 21. Markeith Morris, 11. And even on the fringes of that, you've got Caruso with six, Kuzma with seven. Um, Horton Tucker off the bench, playing really, really well, played well in the in the preseason stuff. Uh, everybody contributed really, really nicely to this roster. So they, they seem to have built something quite nice, at least for the regular season. We'll see how long it holds out for.
0: Yeah, and going back to that team basketball sort of mantra, uh, they sit 11th in the league in total assists per game at 26, but in the last three games they're averaging 28, which would take them more into like the top four, so the last three games and the last five games they've even upped those assists even more, so they're playing good team basketball and maybe those those new additions have bedded in a little bit um, Why don't you, so we've done one each there, so why don't you give us your next one, see if it matches my number two
1: Again, going with another mainstreamy team, but maybe one that doesn't get enough credit we say every time we talk about them, but I'm going to mention the Milwaukee Bucks nice not the same uh, as
0: me so that's good one different
1: again playing really really good basketball and as much as this is going to pain pain you they had a really nice win last night or whatever it was the other night against the Mavericks yeah last
0: night I watched it unfortunately
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I mean the Mavs played well it was nice to see uh, Paul Zingas back but Giannis looked too good. Nice little step back three from him as well. Middleton played pretty well it seemed and Drew Holiday has really settled into that team and they're, they're starting to find their own rhythm and style but we do know they are a great regular season team. Yeah, Can this fall through to the playoffs this year?
0: Their bench is bad. If we see a Bucks-Nets playoff game they need to hope the buyout market is strong because both their benches are awful. Every time they have to take Middleton and Giannis out, the Mavs are just like, right, let's go. Let's score some points because they can't keep up. Because they're bringing on people like Bobby Portis and Giannis's brother and DJ Augustine, I think, played like 22 minutes. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, those two guys, if they don't score high, then they're struggling. I think they need to try and improve that bench unit offensively if they can. Because um, Mr. Bobby Portis is not, is not the one. But, yeah, it was a good performance from Middleton, especially because he hit more clutch shots. Giannis... Got a lot of the looks. As Mavs' defense was pretty poor, to be honest, at times in that game, in the paint. Whereas Middleton was hitting some tough, tough shots. So I was really, really impressed with him. And he's a player that we always say that he needs to step up, or else they're not going to have enough points, are they? Between their starting five, to for them to win games.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, Brook Lopez is ticking along nicely for them as well. So that's really, really good to see. And they're just playing efficient basketball like they were last year and the year before. They are what are they. Second in the league at the moment in their off- offensive rating, eighth defensively, um, and second with, in their win loss ratio at the moment overall. So they're just ticking over nicely, and I think they deserve a little bit of a mention because we haven't spoken about them in a while since Giannis signed that contract. Everybody seems to have stopped caring about the Bucs again.
0: Yeah, they had a couple of bad losses on TV, didn't they? But now, like that next game that we spoke about, they lost to yeah. Celtics in the first game, but now they're really ticking on. Um, just a note to uh, the Mavs coach, Rick Carlisle. Please call a timeout next time when we get a rebound with four seconds left, so Luca can take a shot. Because we had Porzingis. What was he tra- thinking? Tra- tra- I don't know. I think I don't know what they were thinking, guys. They didn't. Luca didn't have any either of the uh, three. Any of the three last shots in the offense. So that that's not quite how you want to end a game. But hey ho, move on. That's not not great. <laughs> Uh, so my next winner is another team that we probably haven't spoke about much this season uh, is the Indiana Pacers uh, so my notes say two win streak which isn't much but overall they've tipped along nicely and every time they've lost a game they've come back and won the next one but also the fact they've added the carriers and the vert for me that we spoke about in the last podcast I had yeah, to kind adds. of include that because I just think as a franchise that's a winning week if you can add a player like that for the long term settle the future down for the starting five Uh, And overall, they're still fourth in the East, eight and four, really ticking on nicely. Better than kind of me and you both thought. Uh, Assist wise, they're very high as well. They're just below the uh, the Lakers. uh, Sorry, just above where the Lakers have been in the last three games. They're sixth throughout the season. Their offensive rating, I think, was fifth in the league. Uh, And rebounding, as you'd expect with Sabonis and Turner, that they're accelerating. So, for me, I think the Pacers are a little bit team that we don't talk about as much. So I want to give them some love. Uh, Very impressive. And they've got a huge week this week with some big games coming up.
1: I, I just I said it at the beginning of the season when we did our uh standings for the East and the West. I just don't know how they keep doing this. Like you you look at the team and it's good. It's a good it's a solid team, but there's no I know Sabonis is really good, but to look at there's no standout players really. But well, that might be harsh. <laughs> they just work so well together. The team basketball no, was amazing. No superstars. No superstars
0: might be a kinder way to word it because they got a very good starting five.
1: Yeah, yeah. I no, well, yeah. Right. No superstars then. but <laughs> well, the
0: next three games are interesting because they've got the Clippers, Mavs, and Magic. Uh, the Magic are a team that kind of always do well against those good teams in the East and kind of shock a few wins out. So I think those next three games will kind of tell us even more about them if they can go and win against the Clippers and the Mavs in the next two uh, they're just going to be in an even stronger position so I'm interested to watch them myself when they play the Mavs and get a better look at them Um, but you can't fault their start to the season Um, so let's move on then to your last winner of the week
1: yeah okay this one might take some talking around but again it's a team we haven't spoken about much this week but I I wanted to give them a mention just unfortunate they went to play three games this week but one of them got cancelled um and that's the utah jazz
0: they're on my list as well
1: (laughs) oh look at that yeah utah again just behind the scenes just been playing very nice basketball recently and and been eking out a couple of nice wins um what i have noticed though it's usually as we said in the playoffs the games where um Rudy Gobert really gets stuck in and gets involved in the games where they really take off as a team. Um, and Donovan Mitchell is probably sort of two-thirds consistent. We have two really good games and one a bit quieter. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they they haven't had a difficult run of games particularly recently, but you've like I said, them. you've got to win them irregardless of where you are. They're six and four at the moment, so... They're they're close to that sort of mid range at the moment, but a 96-86 eight, eight, over the Pistons. Eight four, you mean. <laughs> oh, eight and four. Sorry, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to show some love to the Utah Jazz and the way they're playing at the moment. Um, I'm a really big fan as well of Donovan Mitchell and the way he plays. I think he's he's very athletic and really good at getting to the rim, but he's really developed that outside shot recently in the sort of mm-hmm. the past year or two, and it it's showing, because they can spread the floor a bit more. This season, they seem to have got used to having Mike Connolly, and he's been a bit more consistent. Um, it just seems to be clicking for them at the moment, and I, I hope it continues.
0: Yeah, the, similar to what I said with the Lakers, if you just look at the, the winning streak, I know it stretches over longer than than the week, but they're on a four-game winning streak, sitting eight and four. Yes, they've had a game or two, I think, called off, but the games they've played, they've won. Uh, and if you're a Western Conference team, you've got to win those road games in the East because I just think that they're, they're, they're a lot easier than your standard Western Conference matchups. Uh, and this is the sort of thing that a team like the Mavs and Nuggets can struggle with. They can go away to these Eastern Conference teams and lose against a team they shouldn't, whereas the Jazz seem to be very consistent and winning the games they should win. And uh, Maybe their issue is not winning the more difficult games, but consistency wise, they always seem to do well against the, the Eastern Conference, and that's kind of continued. So they uh, I agree with everything you've said. Um, Gobert started pretty well this season after that contract extension, which is good for any Jazz fans. Uh, and I think they'll they'll be a playoff-bound team for sure. I just don't think there's any way they they won't finish that. So,
1: and uh, they also held Trey Young to a nine percent field goal percentage.
0: <laughs> yeah, Trey Young has had some shock. He's not. I haven't got any of my uh, talking points for this podcast. But if he has another bad week next week he will be brought up because he has had a 0.9 and 9% shooting point a shooting percentage 9 I think he's had a 12% from 3 as well and this is supposed to be the future of the franchise so yeah we won't talk about him now unless he's on your losers list but we'll see um, <laughs> I'll kick us off with uh, going on to our losers, then, I'll kick us off with my first one interested to see if you've got them in yours it's the Pelicans uh, 5 game losing streak I think they sit 14th is that right yeah 14th in the Western Conference uh, which is a lot lower than they want to be. So they're four and seven at the moment. They really, really struggle consistency-wise to shoot the basketball. Their spacing's not been good. And their defence has been better, but still a little bit kind of to be desired with. And I'd just be a little bit worried about what they're doing at the moment. They've got loads of draft picks, but they've got loads of veterans now. And it's like, what are you doing? Are you are you tanking? Are you rebuilding? Or are you trying to go for it now? Because you've extended Stephen Adams, you've signed Bledsoe, and I just be a little bit. I'm confused to to the way they're going at the moment, and the, the five game loser streak is, is not a good place for them. So they were my kind of first loser of the week.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to delete them off my list. They're on my list as well. Um, <laughs>
0: we thoughts. Why are they losing then? Is it offense? Is it team setup? Is it defense? What What's your kind of feelings on why they're struggling so much at the moment?
1: I think they've almost got too much going on. They're trying to bring in too many different styles and different players and to try and sort of fit the coach's view. Mm -hmm. And it's just not gelling. There's a combination of players here that isn't working particularly well. The benefit they do have though, is they kind of have an embarrassment of riches in terms of they've got draft picks and they've got really good players that they could nicely put together in a trade package for, I don't know, another big star. Maybe one of the ones we've mentioned already, like a a Beal or a Zach Levine, um, and maybe have a slightly shallower roster, but then get that consistency back in terms of how we're playing, the way we're playing, getting to know each other, um, and sharing the court, sharing that court time consistently with each other. It's just it's just not clicking, is it? It's just a bit of a mess at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think that the roster fit. It's just not ideal, <laughs> to be honest. And I, Like you said, I think there needs to be a little bit of a kind of um, structure. They need to find a structure of where the franchise is going and just say to the coach, like, oh, no, don't worry, we're going to try and win games. We're going to kind of trade for a better asset and a bigger start. Or they're going to have to say, look, we need to move on from a couple of our older players. Um, we're going to have a tank this season. We're going to have a go next season. I think they need to kind of work out where they are and, and really focus on it. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if someone like J.J. Reddick is a trade kind of candidate for some of these teams. He's not a superstar like in the first segment, but he's a player that I think that many playoff teams could want and, and maybe isn't quite needed. They need a shooting, but I just don't think they need as many veterans to mix with this team. I'm just not sure it fits the Zion timeline. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. A new coach and everything, it's going to be an interesting season for, for the Pelicans. But they've disappointed me this week and probably probably all season. Um Okay, cool. Let's go on to your kind of your, who's your next loser on your list.
1: Okay, yeah. I do wonder, just as a last thought, if they've just got a load of vets in this season to kind of help develop a couple of the younger players this season and then they'll sort of gut the roster a little bit next season and, and get a younger core in and build from there. That could be an option, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. My second loser of the week is unfortunately the Miami Heat.
0: Um, oh, no, not the Heat.
1: COVID not the Heat. heat. It's been an, a really tough week for the Heat. They've had players out left, right and centre, um, injuries and COVID concerns. And it's just come in a week where they've had to play the 76ers twice, um, who they've had some really, really good playoff rivalries with in the past couple of years. Um, and it's not a team they wanna be losing to. I mean the first game they went to overtime and it was a tight game, but the second game they were dominated. Hundred and twenty five to hundred and eight. Um and they had another game cancelled, I believe. Oh no, no, they didn't. They beat the Wizards on Saturday before. So <laughs> since then they've gone 0 and two in a cancelled game. Um it's just I know it's stuff out of their control that's causing this mainly but it's not been a good week for the Miami Heat No it's not
0: not. it's not been a great season overall it's very busy in and out they've suffered with a lot of injuries unfortunately Um, they didn't make it on my list but I can see why they're on yours and I know Dan from the Miami UK has tweeted out a few times that uh, games they've lost are trying to take some positives from and if you're a team like the Heat trying to take positives from games you kind of know the team's struggling really um, but they've got some good young pieces but I just think injuries and cancellations and scheduling has just not been kind to them so yeah, I think that's a good one um, so next on my list is the team that's been in our winners segment twice it's the New York Knickerbockers um, mm. fortunately they are back to their ways Ben, they are back <laughs> they've slipped down from 5th or 6th in the East down to 11th they're on a 5 game losing streak which going back to what we said about the winners any lo- any kind of long-term losing streaks or winning streaks need to be discussed, I think. And yeah. theirs is the longest in the NBA now. Um, they've lost their last five. They've lost three of them, I think, by 15-plus points. <sighs> I don't know. Alfred Payton's minutes are finally getting cut and they're finally starting to play that rookie Quick uh, equipped a little bit more, which is, which is good because I know when you're winning games, it looks great. But the fact that you're not winning games and, and you're not developing a couple of your players as much, it's a bit of a worry. Even though uh, I found this funny for a Tibbs team, the top two players in minutes played for the whole NBA this year are R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, and they are both 25 minutes ahead of the next person, so times that that per game, you're talking, what, three minutes, two and a half minutes extra per game, but that's both of them, so they're both sitting one and two, so that's very Tibbs. Uh, and Julius Randle's not quite had the efficiency he had in some of their big wins, which is which is who, who Julius Randle is. He's not going to be a 30 and 20 guy efficiently every night. That's just not the sort of player he is. So they've kind of dropped back with a, with a poor week. And they did have a couple of hard games, um, but even against the, the Nets who were playing their B team. I know they had Durant, but after that trade the other night, they were pretty much demolished in terms of uh, players. And the Nets still managed to get a win it was by seven points as well. So not even like a two point ball game. And I just think that the Knicks are kind of struggling um, and they're similar to the Pelicans, but they just want to make sure they take stock of where they are and work out right. Do we want to change the rotation, get the youngsters playing a little bit more or not? Um, but yeah, they were my next loser of the week.
1: And it's OK. You, you can say the last team that beat them. It's you know, it's not illegal to say the Cavs beat them. <laughs> uh, oh yeah,
0: true. Your boys, the Cavs won. and. Um, they lost the Nuggets at the start of the week, which is not really a shocker, is it? But no. yeah, this week they've, they've lost to the Hornets, which is by 20 points, uh, lost the Nets by seven, and lost the Cabs by three, with Drummond having his uh, hell of a performance. <laughs> um, and I think Reggie Bullock and Mitchell Robinson both started, and I think they cons- scored a combined eight or nine points, I read, uh, which is not ideal for your two starters. So not a good week for the Knicks. Shame. Uh, so cool, who's your last, well your next team actually, on
1: your the, list? The uh, final team I've got is my losers, so I've had the Pelicans, I've had the Heat, mm-hmm. my final team is the Trailblazers.
0: It was all going so well.
1: Uh, so frustrating again, Nurkic, injured, not good. He is so pivotal to that team, and I don't think they realise it until they lose him just how important he is. He's such an anchor defensively. I said anchor, that was right. Um, <laughs> and when you've got a backup that is Enes Cantor, who yeah, offensively has a spark, he has energy, but defensively is a ghost. <laughs> when you compare that to someone like Nurkic, who you could put on the fringe of being in that top, echelon of centres at the moment in the league it just he leaves, he leaves such a big hole so um or recovers quickly and he's back in action as soon as possible
0: Yeah that's a broken wrist as well for anyone that I think anyone doesn't know um, so we're not sure how long he's going to be out but it's not one or two weeks sort of spell out is it? it's going to be a, a little that's bit of a mid-term sort of injury unfortunately
1: See him in the playoffs again
0: um, yeah, they should be back before then, you'd hope, but yes, yeah. yeah. they did manage to 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 beat the kings this week, uh, but that's not not the most shocking.
1: <laughs> I have just found them a little bit streaky this year,: even yeah, they are even Lillard, I th- I feel like McCollum's been a bit more consistent than Lillard so far, so they're seven and five, which I just expect more from them, I think, in my head. Yeah,
0: you're right. Lillard has had a couple, of, a couple of bad shooting halves, which is very unlike him. Uh, and going back to your, your CJ McCollum comment, I know we said we'll, we'll wait a couple of weeks before we talk about the All-Star teams, even though there's no game. But CJ McCollum it, it is up there with, with top scorers in the league. He leads the league in three-point field goals made and three-point field goals attempted. So they've really kind of stretched him out in terms of where he's shooting, shooting on the floor. Um, and I just think he's been really impressive. Uh, even field goals. He's second in the league at field goals made as well. So he is right up there from shooting two and three. So I agree with you. I think it's Lillard and, and the defence that's not been great. Um, uh, as we tried to warn everyone, Robert Covington is not quite the defender that he gets made out to be. And he was never going to turn the Blazers into a top, top defensive team because they're still struggling on that end of the floor, I think.
1: Yeah. So, fingers crossed, they are a, a pod sort of... Uh diamond for us hopefully they improve soon
0: yeah we both do like them uh, they're sitting in the middle of their west with the Mavs and I think both teams the Mavs and the Blazers are, are prime candidates aren't they I think to make one more move this season if they really want to give it a go with the Lakers and Clippers I think those are the two teams that have got that sort of immediate need with the two stars to try and win something um, so it wouldn't shock me if if Trailblazers or Mavs made a move would you agree with that?
1: Yes, it's definitely on the cards. I don't it seems any any player is tradable these days. So uh watch his face. Yeah, very true.
0: Uh cool. So the last team then on my list was the Orlando Magic. Uh another team we maybe don't talk about as much as others. So it's good that we've we've spoken about a few teams, but their fans will not be happy they've come up in the loser segment. <laughs> you can um, do with that. Yeah, I will, yeah. Uh so Similar to what I said about the Knicks, they're on one of the worst loser streaks in the NBA. They are four losses in a row, so they're back down to six and six overall across the season. They've dropped from second in the East to sixth in the East, uh, kind of back to where they would should be. But they're a 500 team, and if some of the other teams in the East that have been performing under par, I think the, mag- the Magic could easily see themselves slipping out into the 9-10-11 the sort of range. Um and they'd much rather finish in the sixth because sixth is a guaranteed playoff. You don't have to worry about a playing game. So I think yeah. any, team, any team really in the playoffs, your first aim will be, right, just get in that top six to make sure we don't have to go into a playing game. And I think the Magic have, have not really had a great week. Um, injury-wise, again, Faults out for the season. Isaac's had that injury uh, with the ACL. And I can't remember what game it was I watched, but two in a row they missed Aaron Gordon for two weeks ago. And it just seems that their run of injuries is just a bit of like a nightmare at the moment. Um, Yeah, so not good. And I think they lost by 27 to the Boston Celtics maybe last night or the night before. Uh, So, yeah, that's not ideal when when you're losing to your rivals by nearly 30-point margin. So, yeah, not a great week for the Magic.
1: No, it's such a shame. Again, sort of a roster made up of bits and pieces, but seem to be playing so, so well together. And then... Those couple of injuries here and there. Markel Fox going down. Aaron Gordon is always in and out of the lineup anyway. The Sort of the bread and butter of that team in Vucevic, just trying to hold everything together, but it's it's not quite working as well as it used to. So I'd like to see their roster go back up to full strength because I'd like to see what they could accomplish. Whether that is pushing up to that fifth place, maybe, or even staying at that five hundred sort of. That five hundred marks staying in the sixth position, just staying safe in the playoffs. I, I again, I said this before. I don't really know what they're aiming for because <laughs> they're never good enough really to pressure the big team, but they're never bad enough to get a good draft pick and Great build it. Yeah. They're just a real middling team. Yeah,
0: they are. They are. They are the definition of a first playoff round loss, unfortunately. Um which is why my kind of losing this season might not harm them too much. They've got a lot of free agents in the summer as well, so next year they could have a completely different roster. But we'll have to wait and see. Maybe your boy Vujicic gets traded, because I know you love him.
1: I do, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him on a winning team.
0: The Cavs could take him. Just keep them in those power yeah. forwards high. Get him going.
1: Oh, my God. Imagine that. Starting five. We'll have McGee at the point. We could have <laughs> Vucevic at the small forward. Let's have Larry Nance, at guard. Larry. Yeah, got Jarrett Allen at power forward. Keep Drummond at the center.
0: Oof. <laughs> Drummond will be carrying the ball up the floor. There, you know that he's the dribbler in the team. Kevin Love off the bench. Bang, we we'll go. Sorted. <laughs> Cavs in six. Uh, cool. Right. Let's move on from that segment then. So next, we're gonna uh, try a new new sort of talking point. We're gonna try and discuss. How many teams that we think can win the NBA title with the way they're currently constructed and the way they're currently not necessarily playing right now, but the sort of the way we've seen them play throughout the season. So first question is to you, Ben. How many teams are on your list that you think could realistically try and win an NBA title this season?
1: Realistically?
0: Just a number first. I've got
1: five. Five. Nice.
0: I have written down seven.
1: I can be talked into six, but five is my realistic number.
0: Well, let's start with me guessing your five then, um, and then we'll see what the differences are. So I think you have the Lakers. Correct. The Clippers.
1: Correct. The Bucks. Correct. The Celtics.
0: Correct. And the Nets.
1: Correct. That is my five. That's your five.
0: So I think your sixth is the 76ers.
1: Correct. Ding, ding, ding.
0: You've won the Cuddly Toy. I know you well. Right, so that's six. I have the same six. Who do you think I may have as my seventh team? The Mavs. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Cuddly toys all round. Winner, winner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In terms of ranking, what, what are your opinions of tiers of those teams? I think Lakers and Clippers. And for me... Probably the Nets are in their own tier, but I'm sure maybe you think the Bucks might be in that same higher tier with with those teams.
1: Um, for now, and this might hurt a little bit because I know you quite like this Nets roster at the moment. But
0: they got of course but I like this roster. They got three all stars.
1: <laughs> Lakers and Clippers are that upper echelon at the moment for me, and then the Bucks. Bucks. Boston and Nets are grouped together. I know that's my five and I've got basically I've split it west and east. But
0: yeah, two two LA teams together at the top and then the three is just below. Well, that makes sense.
1: The Nets aren't proven, the Bucks are crap in the playoffs and the Celtics are a bit inconsistent especially in the playoffs. Would but you say
0: that out of the eastern teams though you are probably actually higher on the Celtics to to at least go to the, the finals at the moment and give those two a games because they've got that consistency that I know you really like.
1: Yeah, providing everybody's back healthy, um, I think out of all of these teams we've named, they've got the best coach as well, and I think that makes a massive yeah. difference when it does come to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Seventy six is a little bit further out for you. Then is that just? Not quite being sure of those two stars being able to do it.
1: Because um, I know Ben Simmons
0: still hasn't really kind of found his feet scoring-wise yet this season.
1: Yeah, that's it. He, he's kind of been like flirting with low-level triple-doubles. It's like 10-10 and 9 or whatever, 10-10 and 10. And kind of like, well, all right. But it's working. They're winning. So I'm not too worried about it at the moment it's yeah when they come to playoffs and they're sharing more minutes together and uh, the rotation's smaller mm-hmm. how's that team going to look can Embiid actually contribute for a whole playoff series um, yeah that's what makes me doubt them slightly although I'm I'm a lot higher on them this season than I was last year
0: cool uh, in terms of my tiers then because I've got like I said, I've got seven I've actually got the Lakers and Nets in their own tier, uh, just uh, without even seeing them play as a three. I just the, the they can score too many points, First, just for the other teams in the East, because you have to think about it. They won't play the Lakers till the end, so just getting to that matchup. I think I think for me, I will put them in their own tier. I think the Clippers uh, and the Bucks and the Celtics are in another tier for me, and then I've got the 76ers and Mavs in like a third tier, just outside. Um, but I, I really think the Mavs will trade for Victor for uh, Victor for Victor Deeper? no for Bradley Beal or for Zach Levine. I don't want them to trade for Zach Levine. I really I don't like Zach Levine as Ben Ben knows. But the rumors are that he's high on the list, and I think they'll trade for a Beal or a Zach Levine sort of player this season with the cap space they've got coming up next season. Because um, this year they've got people like Tim Hardaway Jr. on huge expiring contracts, and I think they'll try and take advantage and get one more star. And I just think that'll tip them over the edge. And I think Luka Doncic is a top three player in the league. And I just can't really, I can't not include him on that list. Cause I think they were better than the Clippers last year. They just had that KP injury that me and you spoke about so much in the playoffs. But yeah. I think that them, the 76 are the same. They need their two stars and they're both a two star team that to be fit and healthy for the whole playoffs. Um, and defensively, they need to be really tuned in. The 76ers do that a little bit more often. But at the moment, it's early, and the Mavs are second in the NBA in total defence. So it looks good at the moment. But last night, they were all four on defence in two of the four quarters. And and that's kind of the way the Mavs are at the moment. So I think that I think they're a little bit more outside, and I'm biased. But that's my, my tears. But you'll be happy to see the Lakers and LeBron at the top of the
1: tiers. Yes, king of the castle. King of castle. King of castle. La, la, la. <laughs>
0: And on that uh wonderful sound drop, let's move on from our, our title winning teams then to talk about the best upcoming games for the week. Uh first of all, let's talk about the results. So me and Ben are doing a bit of a pick'em at the moment. We we picked the games, who's gonna win? Uh, no spreads involved. Um unfortunately a lot of the games we picked last weekend were cancelled, Ben, but two weren't. You picked the Lakers uh to beat the Rockets, so did I. So we won we were one and one with that. Uh, then last night I had the Mavs, you had the Bucks. The Bucks eked out a win. So you won the week, two <clears throat> two one total, which takes the season standings to one one at the moment. So I won one week, you've won the other. We've only been doing just nice. two. Uh so now let's pick three games each then and we're gonna write down who we think wins uh wins each game. So I'll kick us off first of all with my game on Monday night, twelve thirty. I've got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets on Martin the King Day. Good tip-off time. Not too late for us. Uh, this kind of just made my list for the obvious reasons. I think James Harden might play. And if he doesn't play, then it's probably not going to be as competitive. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to hope that he does play. And also, it's nice to see Kevin Durant kind of go against Giannis and prove to everyone that he is a much better player than Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that is why they're on my list. What are your, your thoughts about that game?
1: Um, just from the way they're playing at the moment um, I'm going to put it out there it's difficult for me to not see the Bucks win this I'm going to go straight in with my prediction especially if Harden doesn't play if Harden does play then I think it's a lot more even because that is a great two-on-two matchup Middleton and Harden and Giannis and Durant um, it's just who out of the sort of loose change they've both got left on the rosters can step up to help them.
0: Yeah, loose change is the is a good word. Um, well, I think the Nets play tonight, and there's still a hope. Yeah, they play they play tonight. Yeah, there's still a hope that they can uh, have Harden for tonight's game. So I, I'm going to anticipate that he plays versus the Bucks. He also hates Giannis, which I find quite fun. Uh so I'm gonna pick against you, just to make, make it make even more fun. I'm gonna pick uh the Nets to win. Uh cool. Well, who's your first game?
1: We all know that James Harden <laughs> he's feeling great.
0: He's feeling so. great, yeah. There's a great video online where they ask uh how would you describe your conditioning at the moment Ben sent it to me. Uh the guy asks how how's your conditioning level right now? And James Harden with his his smile on his face that he loves to have just replies saying, Great. <laughs> Uh so yeah that made me then laugh. So yeah, go check the video out and we'll try and see if we can retweet it as well on Twitter. It's funny. Uh
1: my first game is Monday night. Golden State Lakers. Can Steph shoot them out of another hole? Um can big overcome small is essentially what we're we're gonna <laughs> see here. Um and they were in our winners of the week, the Lakers. Uh on State a bit quieter this week after Steph going crazy the week before. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I've got the Lakers winning this one. I don't know how you'd fall on this one because I know you're a big Golden State fan.
0: Yeah, I've picked the Lakers as well uh, because I want the Golden State Warriors to win but I need to make sure that you don't win another week. So I knew you were going to pick the Lakers so I'll copy you and go Lakers. But I think you'll be hmm, winning 10 points sort of game uh, and then At the moment, either Steph or Wiggins kind of goes off late and they score and they win games or stay in games or they have this two-minute spell in the fourth you know, where they struggle to score and the other team just takes over because sometimes they can really struggle defensively. And I think that's what will happen this game. I think your boy LeBron and AD just score enough in the fourth to pull out a win, so I've gone Lakers. Um, Cool. Next game then for me is Mavs versus Pacers on Wednesday. This is a midnight tip, so not not a bad tip-off time for any Mavs fans. Normally, they're all a lot later than that. Uh, I'll go straight in with the prediction, even though I'm excited just to watch the Pacers play for a full game as well, um, and kind of see how they defend Porzingis and Luca, because that's one thing I'm not sure about how they they line up with Sabonis and Turner. If they're both on the floor, I think Luca can kind of really really target them. And I'm interested to see how they do that. Because in the playoffs, teams will, will definitely target those two guys uh, defensively. So, I'll go with the Mavs win. I just think Puzingas is back now. He's had one good game, one OK game. And he looks quite fit. Three-point line, shooting well. And Luca's really found his stroke from three. So, I'll go with the Mavs win.
1: Um, I constantly underestimate this Pacers team. <laughs> and... It's not going to change now. Let's go, Mavs. <laughs> I know you so well that I've
0: written down that you are going to pick Mavs before you said it. So <laughs> that's the confidence. Uh, who's your next game, then?
1: This is like curveball from our normal sort of uh, big team picks or whatever. But uh, I've got the New Orleans Pelicans, losers nice. of the week, versus the Utah Jazz, winners of the week. Mainly to see if New Orleans can get out of this hole. And it is a sort of marquee matchup. A couple of really good players, obviously, from New Orleans. And Zion and Brandon Ingram. So always good to watch them play. Versus Utah. The Spider, Donovan Mitchell. And the Eiffel Tower. And Rudy Gobert. Who's going to come out on top of this one? Well, they, uh, they,
0: played, they played twice this week. So which one are you selecting? Because I don't I've want gone,
1: to be cheating my score. I've gone for Thursday's matchup if you really want to be specific. Well, if I'm
0: specific, it's Wednesday, but it's
1: fine. <laughs> no, technically,
0: it's after midnight, so we're uh, yes. Who are you going to win, then? I, I imagine you might be going with the Jazz.
1: Yes. Or, uh, I'm sticking with the Jazz for this. I, I think um, they both have some talent on these rosters, but Utah's have been together a season and kind of seem to know what they're doing more than New Orleans at the moment, so difficult for me to go the other way
0: cool well i will go the other way because i love zion williamson uh, and it doesn't get spoken about much on this pod but ben is a zion hater he hates draymond green he hates zion so he's got something against chunky men i'm a bit worried about it but <laughs> we, won't, we won't go on about too much on the pod but uh, he's not a zion believer and i am so i'll go with zion and the pelicans to beat the jazz uh, and i think they'll beat them both times this week why not but I'm not hey. going to put that as that doesn't count on that prediction, they're just going to win this game, but I think they might win both. Uh, cool, let's go on to my last game then. I've gone with an Eastern Conference matchup Celtics versus 76ers on Friday evening. Uh, this is quite a tough one because 76ers have been fielding a bit of a uh, a mixed squad recently with some of their injuries. I know Ben Simmons and, and Embiid are back playing, but. The Celtics have done well this week Like we spoke about They're a winner of the week So I found this prediction my hardest But I'm going to lean towards uh, The two wings in Tatum and Brown I'm going to go with the Celtics Beating the 76ers on Friday evening What about you?
1: Yeah, this is a tricky one Because Both rosters have had A couple of players out A couple of injuries here and there Um, So it, It is nice to see though this Celtics team getting back to sort of full strength again, and if it stays the way it currently is, I think the Celtics do do pull out the win here. Um, as they are going to find it tricky stopping Embiid, but I really think Tristan Thompson is going to be a real. This is sort of where he's going to be a real asset for them this this season, stopping people like him. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's. I'm going to give it to the Celtics as well. Cool. And your last game of the week. Um, my last game of the week again. Slight curveball, but That's good. Of We do take on of... the same teams, don't we, sir? Yeah. Um, it's two very interesting teams in the Nuggets and the Suns. Nice. Uh, I think this is a really tricky match up to call. Um, the Nuggets with uh, Jokic can't see the Suns being able to stop him very well but will murray turn up for this one or not i don't know um book has been playing really well chris paul's been just sort of ticking over in the background and that roster's gone a little bit quiet recently but they're still playing good basketball this is a really this is i think my hardest one for me to call um but i'm gonna go with the nuggets
0: Ah, I had you written down for the Suns, when I when I guessed what you were going to say. Um, yeah, I'm the same on the Nuggets. I think that they've really improved this week, especially. They probably feel a bit hard done by to not be on my winners of the weakness for how well they have played throughout this week. But uh, yeah, they've they've really got back into form. Jokic looks really really good, vying for that sort of MVP candidacy. Uh, Murray is still a little bit inconsistent again. He's not found that bubble form on a regular basis yet, but. I think defensively as well, they're probably slightly better than the Suns. Um, this will probably be one of the closest games, I imagine. This could be a Mavs-Nuggets game where it's like goes to overtime sort of thing, like from last week. But I'll go with the Nuggets as well. I think Jokic should be too good, too many points. So Yeah, I'll copy you on that one. Um, so that means of our six games then, we have um Two differences. Where I'm picking the Pelicans to beat the Jazz, you're picking picking the Jazz, uh, and then I'm picking the Nets to beat the Bucks, and you are going with Giannis and the Bucks. So yeah, two differences this week. We'll see who comes out on top.
1: Um, I'd like to also, as we're coming towards the end of the show, um, as we did last week, I'd like to end it talking about the Big Penguin. Um, another big yes. highlight from him this week. If you'd like to go and check it out. Him dribbling out of a double team, finishing with a scoop layup. Genuinely a really good, (laughs) really good highlight this week. Not him trying to do (laughs) six dribble handoffs, passing it up, and falling over and chucking the ball backwards. So have a little. By the
0: way, why normally on Basketball Reference people have more than one nickname? Um, But his is just the big
1: (laughs) Big penguin.
0: Why is there no other names there?
1: Just doesn't need another name. It's just it.
0: Absolute an absolute legend. Big penguin. Might get a tattoo that just says Big Penguin when the Cavs win the East this year. (laughs) With five (laughs) centres. The five centres. There we go. Cool. Well, on that big penguin note, it's a good time to end the podcast. So thanks as always for listening. Thanks again, Ben, for joining me to talk some rubbish about basketball. Absolute Um, pleasure. Make sure everyone checks out our Twitter page at underscore Harvard Hoops where Ben's been pretty good at the moment, doing some good tweets. Uh, Big Penguin highlights shall be shared there on a regular basis. And also, remember that the Nets are going to beat the Bucks and the Pelicans are going to beat the Jazz. So yeah, see you next week.